0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in and welcome to Episode 3 of the Live Simply Podcast. My name is Natalie Pickett and I am your host. As I mentioned in Episode 1 of this season, I love sharing encouragement and tips with you all through this platform and as much as I can during this season of my life, I absolutely will. So on episode one, I shared 10 things to do in 2022 that would benefit your life tremendously. And today I want to focus on one that I've been holding close to my heart and implementing intentionally, and that is self-compassion. I know you've probably heard a lot lately, be kind to yourself, and that's really what self-compassion is. Now for me, I've been reading books and articles written by Dr. Kristen Neff, who is currently an associate professor of educational psychology at the University of Texas at Austin, and I've pulled together some important information to share with you. Hopefully this will inspire you to take a closer look at this topic and evaluate how you are demonstrating this specific quality in your life. Now, you know, and I'm sure many of you can agree, it is so easy to have compassion for others, right? But when it comes to ourselves, when it comes to you, when it comes to us, we become a bit clueless. (laughs) To be honest, many of us don't quite know what it is, self-compassion that is, or how to demonstrate this quality personally. So let's take a look at a definition to help us break this down. So the definition of self-compassion. Self-compassion involves acting the same way towards yourself as you do with others. When you are having a difficult time, when you fail at something or notice something you don't like about yourself. Yes, there are things that we all may not necessarily like about ourselves. And instead of just ignoring your pain, you stop to tell yourself, hey, this is really difficult right now. And you ask yourself, how can I comfort and care for myself in this moment? Having self-compassion means you are kind and understanding when confronted with personal failings. You don't judge and criticize yourself for your imperfections or shortcomings. I mean, after all, who said we're supposed to be perfect? Having self-compassion means that you honor and accept that you are human. And as humans, we live this thing called life. And guess what? In life, things will not always go the way you we want them to go. You will experience frustration and loss. You will make mistakes. But the more you are open to this truth, instead of working to be perfect, the more you'll be able to feel compassion for yourself and in turn, compassion for others. Ooh, that was a long definition, but that was a breakdown, right? So in a nutshell, that's what self-compassion is. <laughs> I know it's a lot. But now that I've given you an overview, a definition of what self-compassion is, um, and I think it's easy to get it mixed up with other things, other words that we may hear. So I want to also take some time to look at three things that self-compassion is not. Three things that self-compassion is not. And once again, these are... This is information I pulled from Dr. Kristen Neff, um, and I'm going to actually share her website and some other notes um, from her. Um, that's going to help support you in really practicing self-compassion. So, this is just a commercial break. To so don't forget to look at the podcast notes to get those links. All right, now, three things self-compassion is not. The first thing, self-compassion is not; it's not self-pity self-compassion is not self-pity now when we look at self-pity that's excessive self-absorbed unhappiness over one's own troubles self-pity is pretty much being obsessed with your own problems you think you're the only person dealing with whatever may be going on and you forget that others have similar and might i add at times worse problems than yours now um When when we think about self-pity, it actually causes you to have an incorrect perception of relationships. In in one of her articles on her website, Dr. Neff mentions that when one feels self-pity, they ignore their interconnections with others because they feel that they are the only ones in the world who are suffering. And this causes one to feel isolated and disconnected because one is wrapped up in their own emotional drama. Now, unlike self-pity, Self-compassion allows you to have a more balanced and objective perspective. Self-compassion says, yes, what I'm dealing with is very difficult right now, but it's also a part of life. As bad as it, bad as it is, may, it may hurt or confuse or mess me up. I'm a person and, and people struggle at times. At the same time, self-compassion says, I am not the only one and I am not alone. So that's really important. Self-pity is not... Self-compassion. Self-compassion is not self-pity. The second one. Self-compassion is not self-indulgence. Now, when we look at self-indulgence, that's excessive or unrestrained gratification of one's own appetites, desires, or whims. It's allowing yourself to have or do things that you like, especially when you do them too much or too often. And no, I, I, I know how this can kind of be like, well, why? Why is that a bad thing? But there are certain things that if you allow yourself to do them too much or too often, they can actually have a negative impact on your life. And that's really what we're talking about. Um, In our research, Dr. Neff found that many people say they are reluctant to be self-compassionate because they're afraid they would let themselves get away with anything. Now, for example, like if, if I was stressed out today um, to be kind to myself, quote unquote kind, or to show myself self-compassion, I'll just watch TV all day and eat like banana ice cream all day because banana ice cream is actually my favorite. I know it's not common, but it's so good, right? Now, this example here is self-indulgence, rather not self-compassion. While it may feel good, you know, you have to think about, are you doing things that will help be helpful when everything is said and done, right? Self-compassion, on the other hand, um, when we're thinking about self-compassion versus self-indulgence, self-compassion is choosing to be healthy long-term and exhibiting behaviors that lead you to that end. Indulging in things such as drugs, overeating, um, like just being a couch potato, sitting and watching TV all day long, those won't, all right? They won't give you a healthy long-term in the end, right? And it is creating healthy boundaries in what we consume and do, like exercising, limiting our TV and screen time, quitting bad habits. Those are the things that are going to help us to um, be healthy long-term, and that's in turn showing self-compassion. All right, so the first thing self-compassion is not, self-compassion is not self-pity. Self-compassion is not self-indulgence self compassion is not self esteem it's not self esteem these are t- these two are different in 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 a large way self esteem refers to our sense of self worth right our perceived value or how much we like ourselves self esteem is supposed to not supposed to but it's known sorry it's known to fluctuate right it depends on our success our appearance um our accomplishments failure and circumstances now in culture in our culture we live in that that place where it's not okay to be average we have to feel above average and to feel we have to feel good about about ourselves however for many Attempts to feel this way may result in narcissistic, self-absorbed behaviors or lead us to put others down in order to feel better about ourselves. Yeah, that's not good. The need for, you know, this this amount of self-esteem may encourage one to ignore, distort or hide personal shortcomings so that they can see themselves so that they can't see themselves clearly and accurately. Self-compassion is not based on self-evaluations. With self-compassion, you don't have to feel better than others to feel good about yourself. You feel compassion for yourself because all human beings deserve compassion and understanding, not because they possess some particular set of traits, qualities, or reach a particular level of success. The beauty of self-compassion, being kind to yourself, is that it opens your eyes to greater self-clarity. Why? Because showing self-compassion gives you permission to acknowledge your personal failings with kindness instead of hiding them. Moreover, self-compassion isn't dependent on external circumstances. It's always available, especially when you fall flat on your face, and sometimes we do. So y'all, my listeners, what do we do about this whole self-compassion thing? You know, how do we move towards a life that embraces self-compassion? Now, as I have not mentioned yet, but I will, I'm not an expert, um, but I do want to leave you with a few things to think about. And like I said before, I'm also going to have some links in the podcast notes from an expert who is studying this and who has um, a lot of experience in dealing with uh, people um, that are practicing self-compassion. All right, so some things I wanna leave you with before we head on out of here is, one thing is for sure, and research has proven it, the more you practice being kind to yourself and showing self-compassion, the more you will increase the habit. And I think that that's important, that self-compassion, being kind to yourself is a habit. So while we may not, you know habits, we can build habits, we can break habits. So, um, you know, we may have a bad habit of not being compassionate, but we can build a habit of showing and demonstrating self-compassion. So once again, the more you practice being kind to yourself, the more you will increase in this habit of self-compassion. In practicing self-compassion, the goal is not to make your pain go away. The goal is not to fight against your hurt or suppress it. Doing this will more likely make it worse. So yeah, you wanna like acknowledge your pain, Um, acknowledge like your hurt, Instead of like hiding it and suppressing it, right? Because that's really what having self-compassion—that's a piece of what having self-compassion is. Um, believe it or not, self-compassion, practicing self-compassion means to acknowledge and, like I said, accept the pain and respond with kindness and care, just like you would with a friend. Um, experience a hurtful moment, failure, or, or imperfections. Like think about someone who may have failed at something or didn't get a, a specific job they may have wanted, or. I don't know, something may have happened. They didn't get an award that they had worked so hard for, you know? I mean, those things happen and we do feel bad about ourselves. And think about if a friend were to come to you with something like that, or maybe they, they uh, had a relationship that went sour, how would you respond to them? I'm sure you'd be kind and caring and you would, you know, be patient with them, right? We're supposed to be the same way with ourselves, not just sit in it, sit in our pain, but acknowledge it, you know, be kind to ourselves in that moment in time and then we are to you know find ways to move forward so you know give yourself responsive care hold yourself in love support and comfort yourself because this makes room for ultimate growth and what a way to live simply right because live simply is living healthy from the inside out And as I said, I have included links in the podcast notes for more information on ways to practice self-care. But I'm so glad you all listened in. You know, we try to keep these podcast episodes informative, um, but short and sweet because we know that we are all busy and living busy lives. And so anytime that I can come in and give you some encouragement or information to help you live healthy from the inside out, I'm always happy to do so. Uh, So thanks once again for listening in to episode three of season three of the live simply podcast and don't forget be kind to yourself and have a wonderful and amazing week bye